The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel.
The prophet Jeremiah wrote in Jeremiah, the sixth chapter. I'll begin reading in verse 13. From the least to the greatest, all are greedy for gain, prophets and priests alike. All practice deceit. They dress the wound of my people as though it were not serious. Peace, peace, they say, when there is no peace. Are they ashamed of their loathsome conduct? No, they have, they have no shame at all. They don't even know how to blush. So they will fall among the fallen. And they will be brought down when I punish them, says the Lord. This is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it. And you will find rest for your souls. But you said we will not walk in it. I appointed watchmen over you and said, Listen to the sound of the trumpet, but you said we will not listen. Therefore hear, O nations, observe, O witnesses, what will happen to them. Hear, O earth, I am bringing disaster on this people, the fruit of their schemes, because they have not listened to my words and have rejected my laws. And then I want to read for you another passage. Today is a day of prayer. You're welcome to call and pray. The phone number is 877-534-0780. Drew is our producer. He's in the studio. He's waiting for your call now. The lines are all wide open. 877 877- Five three four zero seven eight zero. In First John, the apostle writes, "Do not love the world, or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the cravings of sinful man, the lust of his eyes." The boasting of what he has and does comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but the man who does the will of God lives forever. And then one more brief passage. How great is the love the Father has lavished upon us that we should be called children of God. That is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. Everyone who sins breaks the law. In fact, sin is lawlessness. 
but you know that he appeared so that he might take away our sins, and in him is no sin. No one who lives in him keeps on sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. Dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. He who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. He who does what is sinful is of the devil, because the devil's been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. No one who is born of God will continue to sin. Because God's seed remains in him, he cannot go on sinning because he has been born of God. This is how we know who the children of God are and who the children of the devil are. Anyone who does not do what is right is not a child of God, nor is anyone who does not love his brother. Well, these are startling words. I'm not quite sure how to say this, so I'll just struggle a bit. Will we trust the Word of God? Will we accept it as the Word of God? Will we accept that Jesus came to destroy the devil's work, including the devil's work in your and my hearts? Will you agree that a Christian does not go on sinning? He can't. If you go on sinning, the Word says you belong to the devil. Well, obviously, that would mean that the majority of those who call themselves Christians in America, in fact, belong to the devil. Now, how is that possible? Well, when we come back to this Jeremiah passage, they dress the wound of my people as though it were not serious. Peace, peace, they say, when there is no peace. Are they ashamed of their loathsome conduct? No, they have no shame at all. They don't even know how to blush. So Jeremiah is saying, look, God has come to the end with his people. And we know that, in fact, after Jeremiah preaches for 50-some years, God finally sends the Babylonian army and, and murders the Jewish people in Jerusalem and many others beside, burns the temple, destroys the city, and for the next many years, Jews were not allowed there. The city was destroyed. What I want you to hear is that if you are one of those people who have been told you can be saved in the midst of your sin, it's because a pastor has dressed the wound of your heart as though it were not serious. I'm not going to do that. The sin wound is 
desperately dangerous in our hearts. I spoke with some brothers last night who were telling me that one of the people they know continually goes into every kind of wickedness, but then comes to them and says, well, I'm a Christian. I love Jesus. I want to serve him. But in fact, he serves the devil. Now, they ask me, how much time should we waste on this man? And at first, I was a little bit defensive for him. Well, you have to keep... No, we have kept. I want you to hear this very clearly today. You can only push God so far. And when the cup of iniquity is full, he will cut you off. And for you, it's over. Now, if you still feel the convicting power of the Holy Spirit, and if there's still a desire in your heart for Jesus, it's not over yet. But it may be getting close. God does not play games with sin. It cost him. Sin cost him his life. God does not take sin lightly. And so we come now today to pray. And the Lord gave me the passage in Jeremiah 6, verse 16. Stand at the crossroads and look. I heard, stand at the crossroads and pray. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it. Now we have to decide, are we going to trust Jesus and walk in that good way? Are we willing to stand and wait at the crossroads? Last night, my landlord called me. He's a wonderful guy. I've rented this house for 10 years. He called me last night and said, we've decided to sell the house. You'll have 30 to 60 days to move. Well, that was quite a shock to me. But am I panicked? No. I know in whom I trust. Jesus will open a place for me to live, and he will open a way to make the transition to that place. I can't do either. And I'm not going to go and just search and look for a place. I'm going to pray and I'm going to ask Jesus to tell me where he wants me to go. You see, this walk with Jesus extends into every part of our lives. And if we're unwilling to lay our life down and trust him and stand at the crossroads when we have come to that crossroad and look and ask for the ancient paths of obedience to Jesus, then we're in very serious trouble with him. So we're going to pray today. 
We're going to pray at the crossroads. I know many of you are at that crossroad in your life. Maybe not with where you're going to live, maybe not with what your job is going to be, but whether or not you are going to absolutely serve Jesus Christ. Are you at that crossroad? Are you still playing games with God and feasting on the things of the television and the internet and feasting on the violence of our culture? Are you still a divided man or a divided woman? Or have you sold out for Jesus? I also want to pray today asking the Lord to finish what he has started and totally expose the corruption in this election. I also want to pray that the Lord Jesus will give the church a new backbone. That we will stand by faith on the word of God, though the heavens fall. And then third, I want to pray for a great harvest of the lost to come to Jesus. Will you pray with me? 877-534-0780. Our producer, Brother Drew, is waiting to take your call right now. So let's pray. Lord, I come to pray today. I come standing at the crossroads in my life, not knowing which way to turn. Lord, I've been here many times in the past. So I come and ask for the ancient paths. I ask for the good way, and I will walk in it. Because you promised that if I would do that, I would find rest for my soul. I will walk in obedience, Jesus. And I will go where you send me. Lord, there are many decisions that those who are listening are on the verge of making today, whether to move or not to move, the job or the finances, even the marriage and the children. I'm asking, Lord, that every person who's listening today would stand at the crossroads and ask you for the ancient path of righteousness, for the good way, and that then they would walk in it and not play games with you. For you do not want to waste your time with people who are playing games. And Lord, the pastors... Lord, many of them are they're teaching what is false, but they were taught what is false. Lord, I used to preach the wickedness of the sinning Christian. It's all I knew. But Lord, you came in the word and you revealed yourself to me. And I remember, Lord, the first time I came to the pulpit, and I preached this word. A third of my congregation got up and left, and they said, we'll not have anything to do with this. It was all right, Lord. 
You carried me through. Lord, I'm asking today in your mercy and in your grace, could we stand at the crossroads in America and would you show us the ancient path? For Lord, the wounds of your people's hearts are serious and deadly and they must rise up and say enough of this sin we are going to walk in righteousness and holiness lord i am asking in your grace and your mercy for the salvation of your church i'm asking for the power and presence of the holy spirit to guide us as we read the scriptures that our minds could be opened that the veil would be removed that we could see the way in which we should pray. Lord, thank you. I pray in your holy name. Amen. Here's live chat up, and I'd love to hear from you as we pray. And we do have a caller. Let's take that caller now. Welcome. Please pray. Thank you, brother. Oh, Father, we come to you this day, Lord. We humble, we humiliate ourselves before your presence, Lord. We know, Lord, that there is nothing in our life, absolutely nothing, not even our blood is ours, Lord. You have gave us everything. We were just dust carried by the wind, Lord. And that we be if we do not come to you again at some point in this abundant time you've given us. We should come to you. We should repent of all our sins and we should walk in seriousness, in holiness yes. before your presence, Lord. Lord, we come to you asking big things these days. Yes. We are living in a time in which every time we raise our prayers to you, is to influence the world, Lord. Probably in ancient times, prayers were not that big. But now, Lord, what we need will get to influence the world. Lord, we ask you for this nation, nothing less than deliverance from those who want to completely destroy it, Lord. Lord, this generation have been fed with hate and deceive, Lord, yes. with wickedness. Every time we go to the TV, Lord, it's just pure wickedness, pornography. Our sons and daughters are being fed pornography, pedophilia, and all kind of corruption, yes. deceitfulness lying, cheating, fornication, every wicked thing, everything that you hate, we bring it to our our house every time we turn the TV. Every time we open our mouth, we have nothing to talk but pure filth 
of this world, nothing to talk of, of righteousness because everything we see during the whole day in our places of work, in our driving around, Lord, in our going to the grocery stores, is just pure vanity, wickedness, garbage, Lord. Everything that we talk and we feel and we see is about myself, what I need, what I want. Lord, we have a group of people that have been dedicated to feed that garbage to our whole nation, Lord. Lord, we put these people before your presence, and we ask you, Lord, that you deal with them, Lord. Yes. We have seen the fraud, Lord. We have seen the level of fraud this male voting have been ordered fraud, Lord. How wicked people, when they receive those ballots at home, they take advantage, Lord. There is no way to control that, Lord. And you know that we do not trust in government to take and make regulations for every single fault of the man, Lord. We claim to you that you will deal with each and every one of us individually, Lord, here while we walk in this earth now that you have promised that you will take out all corruption, Lord. Because finally, Lord, every person and every institution is back up by single persons, Lord. We ask you, Lord, that you will come with mighty over those, Lord, that have facilitated for the corrupt people of this nation to make the fraud, and that you will come over those that being facilitated the possibility have taken the opportunity to make the fraud, Lord. Lord, we ask you that you will Put your mighty hand on those that will get elected, Lord. That you will give them a heart after yours. Yes. That you will give them in their hearts the sufferings that are in yours, Lord. That they will not be consumed with the garbage of the age, but they will be consumed with those things that consumes you, Lord with the widow, with the orphan, with the abandoned, Lord, that they will come to you for guidance like the good kings of your people did in their times. You are the same, Lord. You give them wisdom, direction to guide your people. You will still give them wisdom and direction to guide your people today, Lord. Yes, yes. Lord, I will put them in your hands, that you will make them grow in wisdom, in holiness, that they will be righteous, that they will be strict in your mandates, Lord, that they will guide their families, Lord, as they are guiding the nation, Lord. Lord, we put the church in front of you, Lord. Lord, that's your wife, Lord. Lord, I ask you, remove, Lord, every wrinkle, every blemish 
from this corrupt, diseased, and dead church, Lord, that we have right now. It is a shame to go to the churches today, Lord. You either have the aggressive thieves or you have the dead church. There is no way to find you, Lord, in any single so-called church. We have visited many, Lord. There is one or two churches in every block, Lord, in this neighborhood I live. And everything is pure garbage. It's just the fact that there are so many, Lord. It's a disrespectful situation, Lord. It's an, at least one that will preach your gospel. Why is it, Lord, that the people are running away when they get confronted with your truth? They run away. People are looking for a God that suits their necessities, their worldly, carnal, and devilish necessities, Lord. Lord, we ask you that you will raise up pastors that will have the courage to go with you. Yes. And they will reject, Lord, yes. whatever garbage their chief brings to them. How in the world there is no pastor who does what the sheep does do, Lord. There is no pastor to do what the sheep say they should do, Lord. Otherwise, the wolf would eat them both, sheep and pastor. The pastor is the one that guides the sheep, and the pastor himself is guided by Christ. We ask you that you will raise up brave man of God to bring your church to that point in which you will come for her. Lord, if at some point in my life, my will goes against your will, I ask you, Lord, that you will disregard completely the freedoms that you gave me, Lord, and you will override all my pity powers, Lord, and you will take complete control over my life and over the life of my family, yes. either I want it or I don't. Yes. That doesn't matter. You are not my servant. I am your servant. Lord, we put our brother Ray in your presence, that you will guide him, that you will take him in your hands, and you will keep using him the way you've been doing these days, Lord. Lord, I recently came to know this man of God. And my life, my family's life, has been completely changed because of the truth you have given me through this man of God. So that makes you bring him in your presence, Lord, which I know you haven't. You have him right there. But I ask you still, Lord, that you will take care of every situation, that you will take care of every need, Lord, because you said that the worker deserves the payment, Lord. 
you will cover all his necessities, Lord. You will call people, Lord, that will look at this man as he imitates you, as you said in the Apostle Paul, imitate me as I imitate Christ. You have given me life and light, Lord, yes. from your mouth through this brother of mine, Lord. I thank you, Lord, thank you, and Lord. I put him in your hands, Lord. Bring, Lord, a nation, Lord, after your mandates, Lord, after your rules, after your regulations, Lord, after your order, Lord. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Lord, I agree with my brother's prayer. I ask, please, would you uncover the corruption in our nation? But would you even more uncover the corruption in your church? And would you cause a time of great sorrow before you? For I know that boiling cauldron of destruction has already begun to be poured out over America. I know we are in a very crucial, dangerous time. And you are waiting to see if your church will respond and pray and cry out to you and repent and say, Lord, Lord, have mercy upon your people. Lord, I come today to ask for mercy on your people. But I know your mercy only goes so far. And then judgment under destruction comes. So, Lord, I'm pleading that as you bring judgment upon America, as that, as that pot of boiling destruction begins to pour out over our nation, I ask that your people would repent and get right with you and give up all of the falseness the make-believe, the pretend. Lord, let us become earnest, serious followers of yours, Jesus. I pray in your holy name a blessing for my brother today. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. Well, the phone lines are wide open. This is your time to pray. Call 877-534-0780. And would you join me on live chat so I know who's here and what you're thinking? And would you call and pray? I know that that God is calling us as a people to pray. Now, it seems strange to me, but this is what happens. People will tune in for just a moment, and then they're gone because they don't want to pray. That grieves my heart. 
it's time that we prayed. 877-534-0780. Lord, I come and just bow my head and my heart before you. And I ask for a spirit of conviction to go out over this land. I ask, Lord, for a spirit of conviction to enter into the heart of every person listening. And if there's any uncleanness, I ask, Lord, you would make that very clear and apparent to them. Lord, the hardness of your people's heart causes me great sorrow. But I understand because the pastors have dressed the wound of our people with jokes and humor, with strategies for success, not convicting for sin. No arrows of conviction from the Holy Spirit, just proud boasting about our stand in you, Jesus. Lord, I can't boast about my stand in you. What I'll boast about is Jesus on the cross. Lord, I remember my father many years ago when I was a boy said to me, Raymond, when you preach, just preach Jesus and him crucified. Lord, I think my father was right. That is what we need to proclaim over this land. Jesus and him crucified. And then, Lord, we must be willing to go into that crucifixion with you, Jesus, and die out to self and be born from above. Or else we're just playing games with, with you, God. And, Lord Jesus, I don't want to play any games with you. I don't want to give way to the lust of the flesh or the eyes or the pride of life. And I know I will if I am not strengthened and encouraged by your Holy Spirit and by the word. So, Lord, I fill myself with your word And I pray. Lord, I pray that you will open our ears so that we can hear. I pray, Lord, that your word would not be offensive to us. That we would find great pleasure in being innocent before you. Being righteous before you. Lord, would you come now? Lord, I just... I know we're at that crossroads. And it's not apparent yet which way America will go. I know we're being called to repent. Almighty God, I am finished with the lukewarm religion of our day 
with the entertainment and the jokes. Lord, I'm sick of it. It makes me want to vomit. And you said you would vomit us out of your mouth if we were like that. Lord, I know you're a God of great mercy and kindness and righteousness, but you have your limits. And America has pushed past your limits. Lord, I pray that you will have mercy upon us even if we have gone beyond your limit, that you will not destroy this nation. We do not deserve your salvation. We don't deserve your deliverance, for we have sinned in every possible way as Christians against you. Lord, would you come now as we pray? I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Mr. Producer, are there any calls coming in? No calls as of yet. Okay, we have lines wide open. I'm very grateful for my brother who calls and prays in his broken Spanish. Some of you need to call and pray in your broken Korean or Chinese you need to call and pray in the gift of English that God has given you. Where are you today? Are you offended by what I've been saying this week on the air? Finances have just literally dried up this week. Irvin, Alberta, several of you have given, and I'm very grateful for that. I'm trusting God is working in your hearts. The wounds we have suffered by the modern-day preachers who teach the sinning Christian an eternal security that you can't ever lose your salvation, those wounds are very serious and very deep and will cause us to miss out on heaven. David Wilkerson, Pastor David Wilkerson, was my father in the faith. One day I was sitting in his office with him, as I often did, and I said, Brother David, do you believe in eternal security? He smiled broadly at me and he said, Brother Ray, I believe in the eternal security of the eternally faithful. I said, Yes, yes. That's true. Well, I'd welcome your call or go on live chat. Let me know what you're thinking and where you're at, what God is doing in your heart. Our phone number is 877-534-0780. So, Lord, I come in the silence of this hour to seek your face for the, for the church. Lord, we're so filled with our own ideas and our own beliefs and our own opinions. We're so filled with ourselves and, and what we're 
setting about to accomplish. Forgive us, Lord, and cause us to stop and stand at the crossroad and begin to cry out to you and ask you, where is that ancient path of righteousness? Where is that good way that you want us to walk in where we can find rest for our souls? Lord, you've appointed me as a watchman in Washington, D.C. Lord, I come and blow the trumpet day after day after day. Lord, would you come? Would you bring conviction to our hearts? Thank you, Lord. We have a caller. Welcome. Please pray. Brother, do you hear me? Yes. Thank you, brother. Brother, I will be praying in Spanish. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity, brother. I wish I could express myself in English. I'm trying. Soon, as my brother, I should be praying in English. The Lord knows your heart, brother. So pray in Spanish. Thank you, thank you, brother. Gracias, Padre, te damos en este día por esta oportunidad que nos ofrece, Señor, a través de este hombre de Dios de venir a ti humillado, Señor, pidiéndote, Señor, que tengas piedad de esta gran nación, Señor, que has usado para casa nuestra, Señor. Gracias, Padre, por todo y cada uno de las bendiciones, Señor, que nos permite vivir en esta gran nación. Te pedimos, Padre, que tengas misericordia, Señor, en este tiempo difícil, Padre, y que nos dé fuerza, Señor, para luchar esta batalla de la corrupción, Señor, que has expuesto, Señor, delante de toda la nación, Señor. Gracias, Padre, por permitirnos creer en ti, Señor, y en las promesas que has hecho a través de tantos profetas, Señor, en estos días, de que vas a votar en favor, Señor, de nuestro presidente, Padre, que le vas a dar la oportunidad, Señor, de haber sido un siervo escogido por ti cuatro años más, Señor. Padre, líbranos, Señor, de la oscuridad del Partido Demócrata, Señor, que literalmente, Señor, están trabajando para destruir esta nación, para alejarnos cada vez más de ti, para que nuestros hijos crean, crezcan, Señor, en medio de la corrupción y la oscuridad de este mundo, Señor. Todos, Señor, trabajan para el más bajo, todos trabajan para el diablo, sabiéndolo o sin saberlo, Padre. Nosotros te pedimos, Padre, tu favor, que tengas piedad de nosotros, que perdones nuestros pecados, Señor, 
nada merecemos delante de ti. Hermanos inmundos, pecadores somos, Señor. Por eso te pedimos, Señor, que tengas piedad, tengas misericordia de nosotros, Señor. Nada merecemos, Señor. Father, you know, we deserve nothing in front of you. We just ask you for mercy. Mercy, Father. Yes. For this nation you have used for a lot of people like your cause, like my family. Yes. Please, Father, we know we deserve nothing. Do not vomit. Five minutes. Yes. Let us praise you and worship you every day, Father, in the morning, in the middle of the day, at night. Father, give the church the backbone to stand up, to fight, Father, from our knees, not from our mind, not from our dissection, Father, not for our willing. We are nothing in front of you. What we need is knowledge of you, humbleness. Yes. We need to fight for the widow, for the orphan. As my brother just prayed about it. Father, do not deny us the blessing of fighting for people who cannot fight for themselves. Let us find your blessing wherever they are. Let us find your blessing from our knees, Father. We are nothing, Father. Nothing without you. Give us the opportunity, Father, to repent and to come back to you one last time. We know we are in in the end, Father, we are near the end. Give us that opportunity, Father. Thank you, Lord, for what's going on right now around our presence, around the Supreme Court. Thank you, Father. From the bottom of my heart, we did pray for the Supreme Court one, two months ago. And things have happened. Yes. Thank you, Father, for every single Christian hearing our prayers. Let us all thank God for what just has happened in the Supreme Court. Yes. That was not a question, Father. That was your will, and we pray about it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you for a little dream you gave me three, four days ago. Thank you, Lord. Where you allow me to tell our president in a kindly way. Two minutes. You are an unselfful person. And he did ask me, why you say that? And I told him, 
because the Lord has been faithful with you your whole life, especially the last four years of your life, and you are not rejoicing now in the middle of the battle. Then he laughed, and we help each other. I hope the Holy Spirit will allow him yes. to feel that joy. Yes. In Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Well, we're out of time for today. You've been listening to Pilgrim's Progress. Tomorrow will be another day of prayer. We need to pray for our nation and our president. We need to rebuke the powers of darkness. God bless you, my brother, my sister. I pray the presence of Jesus will be with you today. You've been listening to Pilgrim's Progress. I'm Ray Greenley. I'll talk to you soon. His glory.